Facebook. This is Snapchat. This guy is powerful, and he's not popular. Well, and he, you know, for a long time said he was his, his aim was the death of privacy, and of course he recanted from that position, but then his actions keep hewing back in that direction, guys. We're really running down to the final seconds here. Um, I mentioned Shadel, uh, Sheldon Adelson's uh, passing uh, in my opening, and I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens to his $33 billion empire, you know, because I don't know that there was a clear air. Is there, is there any, do you guys have any views on that very quickly before we go? Well, uh, in reading the obituaries already, I would have thought the biggest loser will be Donald Trump, because uh, he, he was the <laughs> financier was the of sure. Mr. Trump's uh, application to become president and supporter. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's for sure. Yep. You've got it. Plus, the state of Israel is not going to be happy. Yeah, and it, right. uh, he's, yeah. he's been a great benefactor for Israel and certainly for the Republicans. And that is where they will have his funeral is in Israel and then a memorial in Vegas. I haven't heard about one in Macau. And I am just going to close out, guys. I want to thank you guys for coming on. Uh, but in the passing of Sheldon Adelson, a little bit closer to home, word got out on social media uh, in Hong Kong almost two weeks after the fact that Melvis of Lan Kwai Fung has passed and RTHK will be producing a tribute on Melvis at Newswrap at 6 p.m. tonight. Anna-Marie Evans is going to be humming that. Uh, and if you guys have spent any time here, I know you've given 20 bucks to Melvis to, to uh, serenade them with some of Elvis's finest. Uh, so I just wanted to mention that and uh, mark that passings. But uh, thank you very much, Stuart Aldcroft, Chairman of City Trust, Mark Michelson, Chairman of the Asia CEO Forum at IMA Asia, and Barry Wood, RTHK's Washington-based international economics correspondents. Thank you very much, gentlemen. You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. Okay, people, having a quick look at the markets as we head out. The Nikkei is up, the Kospi is up, and Australia is down, surprisingly. Maybe have, better have a closer look at the see what's going on there. Thank you very much for listening. This has been Money Talk. That's Money Talk. The weather will be very fine and very dry. It's 11 degrees Celsius in the city right now. It's 831. Samantha Butler has the half-hour news. Brazilian authorities say the Chinese-developed coronavirus vaccine has a 50% efficacy rate in late-stage trials. Sinovac's coronavac was given to 12,500 frontline health workers. Mike Weeks has details. The Butantan Institute conducting the trial repeated last week's claim that the vaccine was 78% effective in preventing mild cases that needed treatment and 100% effective in staving off moderate to serious cases. It said overall it was 50% effective in preventing patients from contracting the disease. There were no adverse effects or significant allergic reactions. Authorities said they believed the vaccine would work infinitely better at a community level. While it reaches the minimum efficacy target of 50% set by the World Health Organization, it's well behind other vaccines produced by Moderna at 94% and Pfizer-BioNTech at 95%. The United States UN Ambassador Kelly Craft has scrapped a planned trip to Taiwan due to start today. A U.S. official said the move was in line with the State Department cancelling trips abroad ahead of Joe Biden's inauguration. The Secretary of State Mike Pompeo also cancelled a final official visit to Europe, officially to stay in Washington to ensure a smooth and orderly transition to the new administration. China had last week expressed strong opposition to Kraft's trip. The move comes after the U.S. announced it would lift restrictions on its contacts with Taiwanese officials. 
President Trump has dismissed moves to impeach him for inciting the deadly assault on Congress last week. Speaking on a visit to the Mexican border, he also said there was no danger that his own administration would oust him before Joe Biden took over as president next week. The impeachment hoax is a continuation of the greatest and most vicious witch hunt in the history of our country and is causing tremendous anger and division and pain far greater than most people will ever understand, which is very dangerous for the USA, especially at this very tender time. Mr. Trump said it was time for America to heal as a nation and appealed for peace and respect for law and order. You're listening to the news on RTHK. And welcome to Backchat. I'm Hugh Chiverton. Your co-host today is Anna Fenton. Anna, good morning to you. Good morning, everybody. Today we're talking about WhatsApp and also talking about homeless people in this cold weather. As there's another cold weather warning and a frost warning in effect at the moment. Well, the Hong Kong Privacy Commissioner has urged messaging service WhatsApp to put off a controversial new policy that would require users to share a host of data with its parent company, Facebook and clearly explain how this information would be used. According to Ada Chung, the commissioner, substantial amounts of personal data will be shared with Facebook, including phone numbers, user locations, contacts and payments, and transactions made via WhatsApp. And a cybersecurity expert says people should avoid sending sensitive personal data, like photos or passports and ID card information, via WhatsApp to reduce the risk of their details being leaked. What do you make of this? Should the two billion users of WhatsApp be worried now? Should they change? How do you balance convenience and privacy? Is this considered a step too far? Let us know. You can email us, backchat at rthk.hk. You can go to our Facebook page, backchat on rthk radio or you can call us and our telephone number is 233 88266 233 88266 and uh, after 9.15 as I say we're going to be talking to um, uh, representatives from two NGOs to talk about how uh, they're dealing with the homeless people and how the homeless people in Hong Kong are faring in this uh, cold weather uh, joining us now we have uh, Alex Hong who's chairman of the Hong Kong New Emerging uh, Technology Education Association and Michael Gaisley managing director at Network Box Corporation Limited. Just before we get to to um, that topic, uh, a couple of emails on uh, unrelated uh, issues. Uh, first of all, Anthony S. says, Briefly, dear Joey Biden, you'll have a lot of homework to do after the 20th of January. Be a hardworking man and don't fall asleep. The White House will be yours. Have fun. And uh, Leslie Ann uh, says, and, I, and I, this is, starts off with, with an assertion which I, I can't confirm. We don't uh, know if this is true or not. But Leslie Ann says, uh, Dear Backchat, I was reliably informed today that several batches of vaccines have already arrived in Hong Kong, along with the freezer capacity to store the Pfizer vaccine. If this is the case, why is the government not rolling out a vaccine program as fast as possible while everything is quiet and nothing going on? Why are they supposedly waiting until Lunar New Year? The faster we vaccinate the population, the faster we eliminate this disease and get our freedom back. Secondly, where can the general public find out information on how many people returning to Hong Kong test negative at the airport and then go on to test positive later on in quarantine? Also, how many turn positive in the first, second and third week? I assume the numbers will be negligible, especially in the uh, second and third weeks, which begs the question as to why we need this ridiculously long and inhuman, inhumane qu- quarantine period. 
Once again, can you please pass along how ridiculous it is to close the uh, all the outdoor sporting activities there by herding everyone into crowded shopping malls and homes? If it is the changing rooms that are causing concern, then close them and people can arrive and leave in their sports clothes. The toilets need to stay open as they are across the whole of Hong Kong. That's from uh, Leslie Ann. Thank you very much indeed for that. Bank chat at rthk.hk. Um, uh, Alex Hong, good morning to you. Hi, good morning. Thanks very much indeed for, for, for joining us. Uh, it seems uh, WhatsApp have got themselves in quite a mess here, haven't they? Um, what, what, what do you make of it? First of all, what, what, what are the changes? How much is actually going to be new under this proposal? Um, uh, in fact, uh, up to my knowledge, um, WhatsApp... Uh, uh, actually, they, they, uh, WhatsApp gathered uh, time uh, information, okay, even before this agreement. Uh, in fact, um, much of our information, uh, such as our IP address, uh, uh, the time and uh, where uh, and what, who I have sent the email to, okay, uh, such information they, they gather, I think since uh, 2016, okay, but now they have a formal agreement to let all the people know that uh, they will even get even more, okay. Uh, that's why... Um, uh, the situation is not so good as before because uh, they, they officially can get the information uh, to, to the platform of uh, the mother company of uh, Facebook. And uh, in fact, uh, what's the difference? Uh, in fact, uh, Facebook, okay, I'm also the user of Facebook and WhatsApp, and uh, Facebook or can uh, um, uh, they actually Facebook rely on the advertisement uh, profits and uh, usually they repeat sell our data, okay, uh, to other company, okay, and also uh, make sure we can get um, the advertisement according to our favor on our interests, uh, such as our geographical location and, um, and also some uh, sensitive uh, actions such as uh, who we, we send the email to, uh, WhatsApp to, and uh, and also when and where we get the information. And uh, just such as, uh, for example, <coughs> for example, sometimes you will find that Facebook um, can uh, uh, very accurately know uh, what you like, okay, and uh, where you are, okay. Of course, uh, most of the time, uh, the artificial intelligence uh, for the big data analysis is not so, so accurate. But um, I think in the future, uh, uh, they may they can tell you something which uh, you you may have interest and uh, you will try to have uh, some uh, purchase behavior on that okay and even uh, up to the information uh, WhatsApp will gather the even the payment information and also uh, some more uh, uh, not not about the content okay the the content is uh, encrypted. Uh, uh, while two ends, okay, from our end to, to another end, but um, uh, the, the information of the metadata, the meaning of a metadata is the, the, the definition of data, okay, data of data, uh, they will use use uh, to have uh, some manipulation on it. So that's why the people now are, uh, we are afraid of uh, using uh, WhatsApp. Okay. Can I ask a question that arises in my mind? How does WhatsApp make money at the moment? Because they don't have adverts, so where do they get cash? In fact, uh, up to okay, up to my knowledge, okay, 
I think Michael can tell more. And uh, up to my knowledge, okay, WhatsApp, the uh, same as other, uh, um, I, I mean, uh, the data platform, they can get uh, they can get a profit by selling the the big data uh, after uh, have the analysis. Uh, because so, uh, I, I think uh, it's useless to sell uh, uh, one individual data, but uh, it's uh, it's meaningful to sell a group of data such as. If we, we sell the data of uh, what, uh, how's the gender, uh, or even the calling time, okay, of uh, WhatsApp calling time or the uh, video calling time, uh, when to when, okay, in Hong Kong, okay, in different geographical area, it's meaningful for uh, some uh, some companies, and the companies can collectively uh, buy such data and and uh, have uh, some per- uh, selling opportunities. Okay, that's up to my knowledge because uh, otherwise, okay, this uh, service seems to be free of charge. But you say it's not free, okay, to all the individuals because you sacrifice your your privacy and uh, information. Alex, a question. Um, If I get a new WhatsApp contact, funnily enough, very quickly I get a friend request from that person on Facebook pops up. Mm -hmm. So yep. uh, what leads us to believe that they d- Facebook doesn't already um, get the information directly from WhatsApp? Yeah, even, even more than that, uh, actually I have uh, more than uh, 3,000 uh, Facebook fans and uh, my experience that is uh, if I add a new fan and a close friend of this new fan, which is uh, geographically very close to me, okay, uh, for example, I live in uh, Hong Kong, and then um, the friends in this area will, will appear in my friends list, okay? That's uh, what they can do now. Yeah. Yes, but that process also seems to be random in that I get a friend requests. No, not random. Okay. It's not random. It's, uh, occasion, uh, it's uh, intentionally uh, make this happen. Oh, I know. I hear what you're saying. But also, I think they're now throwing people into your people you may know list that you have no, there's no connection that you can find, not even a mutual friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the, because uh, actually you share the contact list, okay? Because uh, uh, for the WhatsApp, okay, you, uh, just, uh, for example, we will talk about Signal. Uh, they ask the same question whether you want to, sh- uh, to use the, the, the contact list. But for WhatsApp, they will share the content list among uh, to, to Facebook, and then the Facebook uh, engine will use it to locate where your friends are. Okay. Yeah. So, so I mean, yeah. So a lot of people are, you know, suggesting uh, moving to Signal. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But mm-hmm. presumably, Signal they make their money in the same way by selling data about your usage. Is that right? Uh, okay. Up to my knowledge. Okay. Uh, Signal is uh, another another thing, okay? Because uh, uh, you know the uh, the founders of uh, WhatsApp and Facebook, okay? The early founders, uh, they they find that uh, after they sell the WhatsApp, okay? In fact, they, they really want to keep WhatsApp uh, uh, keep away from the advertisement uh, profit, mm. and then uh, they form okay Signal, and then for Signal, they up to now, okay? They have. Uh, they are not uh, having the uh, advertisement profit model. Okay, they just uh, have a sharing platform, have open source, and uh, have the money by uh, some donation. Oh, just donation, right? Yeah, that's a donation. So that's uh, not from the advertisement. Uh, 
uh, well, up to now, okay. Same case as uh, WhatsApp, okay. Uh, when WhatsApp starts, okay, if uh, uh, Facebook they start, okay, they, uh, they 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 mentioned that they would not, okay, use it, use that. Same case as Signal. Up to now, okay, or maybe in the plan uh, they will not do that. But mm. in future, if they sell to other people, we, we don't know. But uh, up to my knowledge, it's better because uh, for Signal, uh, they have uh, open source and uh, and the platform now is. Uh, uh, not for the profit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so w- what about this reaction to to WhatsApp? Um, uh, were you surprised by it? Do you think they've gone too far? Do you think they're going to have to backpedal, have to change their minds? So, sorry. Uh, what uh, do you What do you make of the reaction? This uh, worldwide uh, reaction to uh, WhatsApp. Uh, do you think it'll just pass, or do you think that uh, they will WhatsApp will have to change their minds in some way? Uh, that you mean uh, why WhatsApp uh, do do so now? No, I mean there's there's been a big uh, reaction around the world towards yep. WhatsApp. A lot of criticism yep. towards WhatsApp. Do you think WhatsApp will back down, or do you think that they will stick with it? Mm, I think okay, because uh, uh, I, I think it's uh, if I WhatsApp okay. Um, it's not necessary to to bring it down mm. because uh, actually um, the 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 critical mass okay, the critical mass of uh, WhatsApp. Uh, now, two billion uh, active users, and um, in fact, in the world, uh, different part of world, uh, some countries, okay, the people, uh, pe- citizens in some countries, they really rely on that, and uh, they have really no other alternative, and uh, they need to use it because uh, for for uh, the communication uh, protocol, I mean, the communication uh, apps, okay. The most important thing is the the critical mass. If the number of people, okay, your your fans or your group of fans is in uh, that network, and uh, the network effect is very very high, it's not easy for you to change to another network. Okay, mm-hmm. in, in in fact, in some in some countries they have no alternative because they uh, maybe ninety percent of people is relying on one network. Uh, it's not easy to change. For example, okay, uh, some of my friends, okay. Uh, business fans, okay, uh, we, they try to change to signal from uh, WhatsApp in the last two days. And what we experienced that, okay, I'm successfully can use uh, signal. But, uh, some fans, they even don't know how to use it. And uh, it's not easy for us to identify fans and then form the groups there. And uh, there's another light there because uh, we will have uh, different platforms, okay? Uh, we, we, we now have a uh, uh, WhatsApp, WeChat, Nine, and uh, Telegram, and also Facebook messengers. Sometimes uh, I need to check which message from which group, and then uh, I may miss some of that. So it's not easy if uh, you have more than one message platform. So that's why uh, most of most of of the people, if they uh, rely on WhatsApp to do some casual thing, casual thing I mean is not such as. Uh, you send something to your uh, your friend or for sharing, for the fun, happiness, or something you want to share. Uh, I think uh, they, they will still rely on uh, WhatsApp. Mm. They have not much uh, reasons to use to change it. Okay. But but for my uh, but for from my point of view, okay, in my observation, uh, even in Hong Kong, uh, some medical doctors, some legal experts, okay. They, they use WhatsApp to, to send the documents, sensitive data, 
without any uh, encryption and then from send from one person to another person. Because uh, WhatsApp now they can chat who you send, okay, uh, the message. That's very important because the signal, they, they will not let uh, the system, even signal doesn't know who you have sent uh, the message to, okay. But WhatsApp, you, when you send a message, even they don't know the, the detail and content, but they know, they know you send, a, well, for example, the medical doctor, uh, you send a medical report uh, to, uh, to a patient, okay? In fact, that information has been sent. And then you, you have some, some works or keywords or some, uh, maybe it's uh, the CT scan, something like that. And uh, that's the, the interest of uh, many in, uh, insurance companies, mm. okay? So that's the problem, yeah. Okay. Michael Gaisley, good morning to you. Good morning. From a Network Box uh, Corporation uh, Limited. Yeah. Uh, what, do, what do you make of this? I mean, the, you know, in Hong Kong, it's come up to the Privacy Commissioner. Um, uh, she has urged WhatsApp to uh, postpone this, this new policy. Um, uh, do you think that's a reasonable concern? And um, do you think that this is going to get any traction worldwide? Well, I think that there, there is sort of enormous confusion um, and I think a, a simpler way for the average person to understand this is if you imagine you have an envelope and you send something to somebody, um, what's happening with uh, WhatsApp is what you're putting inside the envelope, your message, your photo, um, even a voice call or a video call, um, when you use all these things, what goes inside the envelope is in, encrypted and, and sent, and even WhatsApp itself cannot access uh, or see any of that. So in the case just being discussed, if, if you're sending stuff with your doctor backwards and forwards, if you were doing that via email, which a lot of people have done and still do, um, actually everything being sent is like being sent on a postcard, and at each stop the postman can read your postcard. With WhatsApp, they're actually encrypting from from you to the doctor to the doctor back to you. So no one can actually see what's being sent. All they can see is metadata, and with the metadata they could, they could actually see who you're contacting, but then they don't know whether you're contacting your doctor because your doctor, well, you know, a doctor, because that doctor happens to be a school friend of yours and you're arranging to go and play golf, or whether you're sending a, a medical report because you're sick. Um, they have no idea of that content. And I think that's a key point that a lot of people that panic, you know, are quite panicked at the moment and keep asking me questions about it. Um, they're, they're, they're misunderstanding that. They're, you know, what you're giving up is metadata, not, not actual content. Um, on top of that, there's also, um, well, if you believe WhatsApp, they have access to the metadata, but what they're saying is, if you're communicating between your sort of friends, family, normal people, they are not tracking that, according to WhatsApp. What they're tracking is if you're contacting a business. And they're also reminding you that if you contact a business, obviously the business at the other end, they are able to see the message, or else, you know, if you're communicating with them, they wouldn't be able to talk to you, they wouldn't be able to uh, text you back. And if you're communicating with a business and those texts and, and, and photos and so on are there. In that case, the business has access and, and, and can see what you're doing. But then it seems quite reasonable because you're actually communicating with that business. On top of that, you know, there's payment details because they want to get into 
um, the payment side of things because they're trying to monetize WhatsApp. Um, but you know, at the moment, I, I I don't think there should be the big fear that that there, there apparently is um, because, as I say, I think there is a misunderstanding about what they're trying to do. Okay, well, these guys aren't good Samaritans. Um, so, what is their business plan? Well, they they obviously are trying to monetize us because um, I mean, you know, famously it said that if you're not paying for the product, you are the product. Um, and then all of us have to decide, okay, you know, if we're going to use these free messaging services, um, are, are we willing to give up some privacy? And of course, in the metadata, i.e. who you're communicating with and what time uh, you communicated, how frequently, um, these things can be monetized in, in terms of big data because advertisers want to, want to know this. I mean, even things like what model of phone you have, you know, if you've got a $16,000 phone and, and WhatsApp is communicating that with Facebook, um, they can sell that to advertisers because obviously someone using a $16,000 phone has perhaps got more disposable income than someone that's using a phone from 10 years ago. So, you know, there, there is information and there is value there for them. And it's a matter of do we want to use these free services or not? Because, of course, you have the choice of not using these. And there are other options like Telegram and Signal. But, of course, even with those, at some point, how do they monetize? Because you can't set up a massively successful global system all for free forever, yeah, unless you find some way to have revenue. Uh, okay. Uh, Bloomberg says that uh, by using WhatsApp, you may be sharing uh, uh, information information uh, including your contacts list, uh, your location, financial information, and usage data, as well as your phone's unique identifier. Yes. Uh, is, that all, is that all correct? Are you agreeing yes. that? Yeah. Um, also, your profile photo, um, your, well, your, your IP address, signal strength, battery strength. Yeah, there's a, a whole bunch of data. So, I mean, so, yeah, I mean... Uh, so they're not looking in the envelope, but they're knowing they're trying to find out as much as possible about the person who's sending the. Yeah, they're looking at what kind the of person, the person who sent the envelope. Well, no, they're looking at the person who sent from. the envelope and who they're sending it to. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah, I mean they're they're taking all that data, um, but you know, it's, except it's, in Europe, uh, is that right? Uh, but in yes, Europe, in Europe, um, because of the data privacy laws, uh, they they are not taking it, and the UK as well. They're currently not going to take it even though the UK has, has left that jurisdiction. so um, But in future, the UK uh, could actually be impacted um, because, you know, after Brexit, they're, they're not protected in the same way. Mm. So, um, of all these platforms, from the consumer point of view, which is the dog with the least fleas? <laughs> um, I, I would say if you really want privacy, uh, Signal is the best choice, followed by Telegram. Um, but, you know, if, if you actually want to contact the two billion people, I mean, about 28% of the world is on WhatsApp. So if you, if you meet somebody and you want to communicate with them, chances are they're, they're going to be on WhatsApp. Um, once you know that person, if you want, you know, much more privacy, you can have Signal as well. There's nothing stopping you having WhatsApp, Telegram and Signal. I mean, they're all free services. Hmm. 
Uh, okay, just a tra- some traffic announcement. Uh, the uh, because of a traffic accident, the fast lane of the Longchang Road uh, towards Kuantong, uh, so eastbound uh, near the Line Rock Tunnel Road, is closed to traffic. Only the slow lane available to motorists and traffic backed up uh, to uh, Qingcheng Road near Butterfly Valley. So pro- big problems there on the Longchang Road near uh, Line Rock Tunnel. It's very convest congested and you're advised to drive with utmost care and uh, patience um uh, michael gaisley is this because of the word facebook is this because they're 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 sending this information to facebook and it's a kind of it's part of a backlash against facebook that this is making so many waves yeah i mean after all the things i mean if you get away from just the commercial side of things i mean look at politics around the world and how toxic that's become um you know that the blame for at least some of it, if, if not much of it, uh, can be put at the feet of, of Facebook. So, you know, Facebook is, is consuming all of our privacy on, on, on that front. So, of course, when you start linking up WhatsApp with Facebook, um, you know, people get nervous, understandably. Uh, understandably, you, you say? Well, yes, because of the, you know, what's happened with Facebook, say, in the USA with the elections there. Um, I mean, it's on the news pretty much every day, uh, the Cambridge Analytica situation. I mean, there's you know, been a lot with Facebook that, that has made people worried. And with WhatsApp, um, as I say, I think a lot of people are, are not understanding that the actual content is safe. It's the metadata. But then, have you know, <laughs> there, there is a lot that can be inferred by um, the metadata, you know, who you're contacting and so on. And Facebook is saying that your friends and family and and, and non-business is not being tracked. But, of course, then you have to trust them and believe them um, because they do have that data. Okay. Well, Alex Hong, thank you very much indeed for for joining us. Uh, We were talking to earlier, Chairman of the Hong Kong New Emerging Technology Education Association. Michael Gaisley will stay with us. We're continuing to talk about uh, WhatsApp. We're also going to be talking about homeless people and uh, how they're faring in the cold weather later in the programme. And uh, it's the uh, the cold weather warning at the moment, a frost warning as well, and a red fire danger warning. Forecast fine and very dry. Cold this morning, temperatures up to about 17 degrees during the day. Just 12 degrees at the moment with the relative humidity at 50%. In the history of our country, and is causing tremendous anger and division and pain, far greater than most people will ever understand, which is very dangerous for the USA, especially at this very tender time. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Welcome back, back chat this Wednesday morning with Anna Fenton and me, Hugh Chiverton. We're talking about WhatsApp, and we're going to be talking uh, later in about 10 minutes or so about um, about the cold weather and the plight of uh, homeless people, people living on the streets in uh, Hong Kong, uh, with representatives from uh, two NGOs that uh, uh, do their best to help them. We want to hear from you, of course, as ever. You can uh, call us. Uh, we'll put you on air. 233-88266 is the number, or you can email backchat at rthk.hk, or you can comment on our Facebook page as well and uh, share your thoughts on Facebook there. That's backchat on rthk radio 3. Um, 
let's see. Uh, there, uh, Matthew uh, says, uh, definitely time to seriously consider downloading Signal to use instead of WhatsApp if we're not already done. It's as user-friendly as WhatsApp with better security and data privacy, according to experts in this Hong Kong Free Press article and has a link to a story in the uh, Hong Kong Free Press uh, website. Uh, Jay has a couple of messages. Uh, what are they all up to? Why, when I Google financial products, Facebook sends me financial scams? And why does Google keep wanting all my passwords and want me to change passwords on phones, computers and pads? Facebook kept friending me with dead friends. What's going on there? And now ads on WhatsApp. Um, that's from uh, Jay. Also says, how much of the US election was manipulated with Facebook algorithms? Um, Greg says, I just had a message on my Telegram feed saying it has 25 million new users sign up within 72 hours. That comes uh, from uh, Greg. And uh, a longer uh, email from uh, Mary uh, on the uh, matter of octopuses, which maybe we'll get to in a moment. Um, Michael Gaisley, um, what what about sort of to to Jay's point, I guess, or or, or to Greg's? um, Would you... You know, if you want to decide whether or not to accept these new terms, uh, what should you bear in mind, do you think? What would be, you know, how would you decide whether to go with it or not? Well, the the major thing you have to bear in mind is either you accept the new terms or you don't get to use WhatsApp anymore. Mm. So there's not exactly a lot of choice. I mean, it used to be for the last four years or so um, you could opt in or opt out, but now you have a choice of either you use it or you don't. And uh, and I think that that sort of leaves an unpleasant taste in the mouth. But on the other hand, I, you know, as as a business person, I can understand that you can't keep running a, a massive, incredibly expensive service for free forever. Um, you've got to find some way to monetize it, which is what they're trying to do. So are we being unrealistic then, you know, whining about this? Should we just say, oh, well, it's free, you know, of course they've got to get their pound of flesh somewhere? Um. I, I, I guess, in a way, yes. Um, and uh, as I say, it's, it, you know, they're, they're not seeing your photos, they're not hearing your conversations, they can't watch the, the video chats, they, the, you know, they, they can't read your messages. Um, all they, all they can do is, is get the metadata, and then you have to think, well, okay, um, is, is me communicating with my friends or my mum or whatever? Um, is, is that really secret? Is that, is that really important? You can also, uh, to, to maximize the best of both worlds, if you want access to everybody, but you also want better security, um, there, there's nothing stopping you using WhatsApp to make the first communication. And then once you're communicating with somebody, say, look, why don't you download Signal? And we'll, we'll, we'll actually uh, communicate regularly using Signal instead. There's, there's absolutely nothing stopping you using multiple uh, uh, applications to do this. Okay, now we've we've limited this discussion to the the sort of phone type things. Where do we stand with Zoom and Skype and these other related services? Well, um, with with something like uh, Skype, which is now owned by Microsoft, um, you're talking about sort of a, a paid service, and, and with Zoom, you know, there there are paid services. So I, I think if you're actually paying for something. Um, you're, 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 much, you're, you're in a much more normal situation where the, the company can actually generate revenues and they don't have to uh, uh, sit there trying to work out how to monetize you. I think 
WhatsApp was the beginning of something, um, you know, a few years back where even I was sort of sitting there scratching my head thinking, well, look, uh, back at, when I was in boarding school and, and calling my parents mm, in, yes. in Hong Kong from the <laughs> UK, um, you're sort of feeding 50p coins in yeah. as fast as your fingers could move or else it would hang up. Now, you know, you're, you're, you're talking to anyone in the world for free and at some point somewhere, somebody has to pay for it. I and mean, I think that's, that's just uh, real life. Yeah, and that's a valid point, isn't it? Because all the, the, the landlines, like HKT, I used to, like you, ring long distance and have a big HKT bill every month. Now that's zero. Yes. And, you know, is it is it worth giving up some privacy for that? I mean, you have to decide yourself. Because I guess um, if, you know, I'm, I'm sure Hong Kong uh, telecoms are, are perfectly happy to take your money if you want to call uh, using a regular phone. But the other irony is that when you call on a phone... Um, and you use SMS, you know, this sort of original text, all of that's completely logged and everything's in clear. So if you're SMSing people back in the day and being charged for it, um, that was not only did they know everything about the, the metadata, but they had the data as well because they could actually see the clear text. So this is actually much better where they can see the metadata, but they, they can't see what's inside the envelope, as it were. Okay, uh, this is an email from uh, Mary with the subject line "Concession fares just a smokescreen for surveillance." Uh, dear Backchat, the government is making a big song and dance with its measures to combat abuse of the two-dollar elderly care scheme. There were reports some time ago about minibus operators involved in a related scam. Shock horror, as this sector is notorious for operating on the fringes. Little proof has been provided with regard to the nature, number, and value of the abuses, apart from the fact that there are currently one point. 3.32 million eligible elderly and 3.6 million discount cards in circulation. According to Octopus Cards Limited, operator of the Octopus Card system, there are more than 33 million cards in operation, nearly five times the population of Hong Kong. So in fact the ratio of elderly cards is much lower than the general number of cards per person. There are many reasons for the holding of more than one card, including but not limited to in cases what in case one forgets to have one on hand. Some people have to account for their travel expenses and use a separate card for reimbursement purposes. And many people who visit Hong Kong from time to time hold cards. Visitors over 65 are allowed to use the discount cards and do not always cash in deposit when they leave, but hold the card for souvenir or future trips. If only the administration would devote its resources to tackling the big boys, the supermarket duopoly, the tycoon stranglehold on the economy, the cartels that stifle competition and make it difficult for small operators to get a foot in the market. I could go on. In Legco, instead of asking hard questions, the pathetic bunch left in the chamber who recently approved $28 billion for infrastructure projects without raising a single question because they're not familiar with the procedure, as the pandems used to do all the hard work, fret about losing even more support with the grassroots and just bleak but then acquiesce to the proposals put forward by officials. The introduction of personalised cards is yet another step towards full control of and surveillance of the community. Joe Public is not fooled by the hyperbole. Anonymous cards of any ilk will be gradually phased out. That comes uh, from Mary. Thanks very much indeed for that. Michael Gaisley, any comment? I, I, have yeah. to, I really have to jump in there. In my hot little hand, I have my octopus card, and as a disabled person, guess what? It has my photo and my name on it. Now, what's the difference between that and the oldies doing the same thing, please? Okay. Uh, I think, the, I think the, the argument would be that the over-65s don't have it. They just... Uh, and students don't have uh, personalised cards. As I understand it, you just have a, a young person's card or you have an older, older person's card. 
No name, no face? No. Okay. I think I'm right in saying. I'm not quite an old person or a student yet, but uh, <laughs> I, I think I'm right in, right, right in saying. Uh, any comment, Michael Gaisley? Anything you want to say? Well, I, I think that um, all of us are facing the destruction of privacy in almost every field. Um, and as we get moved to a cashless society, that's even scarier because you're getting to the point where, you know, every dollar or pound you spend is, is tracked as well. Mm. Are, are, are we, you know, going without, going in with our eyes open or are we just, you know, um, not well, being aware of what's happening? I, I think the problem is ultimately lack of choice. Um, it's going to be increasingly difficult, almost impossible to live off the grid, as it were. So you're getting to the point where where you're standing, your location, you know, what you're spending, what you're spending it on, how much you're spending. I mean, literally everything in your life is, is going to be tracked. And uh, it's, it's pretty unpleasant, uh, you know, when, when you think about it. Um, but as individuals, I think in the end, there's not much we can really do. Well, we could go back to barter, I suppose. <laughs> um, yes, <laughs> but uh, the reality is in modern life, um, you know, we're, we're going to be stuck with a similar choice WhatsApp's giving us, as in either you use it or you don't. Well, we're there already, really, aren't we? I mean, you can't pay cash for an airline ticket or walk into a hotel and pay cash. You must use a credit card or another form of payment. So in many areas, this choice is already removed. No, I think that you... you I mean, if you go into a hotel or if you want to buy an airline ticket, um, you can use cash still. No, most people won't accept it. Most travel agents wouldn't accept it in any online booking. Obviously, you're caught in that machinery. Um, well, I... I I would imagine today um, you still could use cash in, in most cases, but the thing is they want your ID card, your passport, and, and other information anyway, so it's, it's not like you're able to hide much even if you do use cash. Um, we're, we're, we're just getting to the point where, unfortunately, um, pretty much everything can be, can be tracked. I mean, that's it. Uh, yeah, is there any way to avoid that then? Well, if you don't part of modern life and you don't use any of these apps, um, you, you, you don't travel, you don't use hotels, you don't use restaurants and so on, uh, ex except with cash, um, it, it, it's just going to get increasingly difficult. And there's always going to be ways, I, I guess, but you're going to have to be pretty determined to live off the grid, you know, from today, or, you know, already. But, 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 but I mean, but, but like in Europe, they can put a limit on it. I mean, this, this, this yeah, isn't going to yeah. apply to Europe. So, the, you know, there are things the authorities can do to control this. Yes. Um, Europe is getting, uh, has already gotten very strict on, on privacy. And, uh, yes, I mean, the, there's, there's a role for government uh, to, to prevent, uh, you know, the wholesale destruction of our privacy. But then on the other hand, there's an argument that, you know, once government's involved, the government actually wants your data too. Mm. Uh, yeah, OK. Stephen in an email says, For your speaker, it would be interesting to hear if there could be a paid version for WhatsApp, which is completely private, but still the same WhatsApp, and a free version, as is now with these changes. Would that work? Well, they did try uh, before to, to charge for WhatsApp, um, but after Facebook purchased them, um, they, they, they looked at other ways to monetize. Right now, with Signal and Telegram, you know, you've got an option to WhatsApp that is free and works and, and, and has the privacy too. So, 
I mean, you know, you can actually achieve what you're talking about without paying. Um, I doubt that Facebook's going to have a two-tier WhatsApp system. I mean, they could, but I, I don't think they're aiming for that. I think they're aiming for the advertising revenue. Hmm. Just a sidebar, there's an interesting article in the in the uh, Washington Post uh, um, about Hong Kong uh, making the claim that um, the 53 people who were arrested, that, that large-scale arrest, uh, was principally to uh, so that they could seize uh, phones and uh, um, communication devices and then... Uh, try and get information about the uh, about the protests uh, last year off those devices. So, but it, it was effectively a, an information sweep. That was the claim made in in the Washington Post in, in an article. Uh, Elaine, uh, in an email, uh, says, uh, "Hi, Backchat." Uh, FYI, students at uh, schools like LaSalle have to get octopus cards with a name and a photo. That's from uh, Elaine. Um, thanks very much in, indeed for that. Then uh, uh, one more comment. This is from uh, Jay. He says, in future, the poor will be even more exploited. No address, no bank card, no credit card, no employment, uh, no telephone, no internet to use the system will be very difficult. That comes from Jay. Uh, Michael Gaisley, thank you very much indeed for joining us this morning. Uh, Michael Gaisley, Managing Director of Network Box Corporation uh, Limited. Thank you very much indeed for joining us and thank you to everyone else who uh, contributed uh, this morning. Um, yeah, a reminder um, that, uh, of course, it, it is very cold. There is officially a cold weather warning at the moment as well as a frost warning uh, uh, as things uh, stand. And uh, while uh, many of us... Uh, uh, enjoy the uh, relative warmth of uh, offices and uh, homes. Um, there are people for whom um, that's not possible. Uh, the uh, homeless uh, on our streets who are, can be severely affected by the cold weather. Uh, we're joined now for comment by Ng Wai Tung, who's a community organiser of uh, SOCO, the Society for Community Organisations, and Jeff Rottmeyer, who's founder of Love 21 Foundation and uh, Impact HK. Uh, Jeff Rottmeyer, maybe we'll start with you. Good morning. Thanks for joining hey, us. Good morning. Thanks very much. Uh, what, what, is the, what is the situation now? Um, you know, if people are out on the streets, living on the streets of, of Hong Kong, uh, are there shelters, are there places they can go? Yeah, no, thanks for having me. It's, um, well, to put it, put it frankly, it's, it's quite scary on the streets what we're seeing. You know, it's, it's freezing cold, uh, even for us living in these apartments in Hong Kong. And outside, individuals are struggling really with nowhere to go. Um, as a charity, we're outside each and every day in multiple locations. We we serve the homeless in, in uh, 11 different locations uh, every single night. Um, and, you know, we're just trying to get out there and reach them. But it is difficult because there aren't a lot of good options, and there are many individuals that we just cannot find. Now, now Jeff, um, I think you'd agree that the government has a fairly, um, well, um, odd attitude to this, right? I mean, I've been out with you before, and you showed me the, I think it was the Namchong District Community Centre, which is about 20 metres from a park called the Tung Chow Street Park, where the homeless would prefer to be in the park than in the government's hostel. Can you explain why that is? Yeah, and, uh, yeah it, is, it is amazing. It's right there. Um, now, that community centre is it's an emergency shelter, so it's really barely ever open. Um, and even when it is... How many beds? That, Just because there's a lot, isn't there, in there? How many oh, beds? pardon me? How many beds in there? I'm, I'm told there are roughly 100. Right. So it's a pretty big space. You know, it's used during the day for different various activities, but then in the evening, uh, quite late, it would be opened up and the homeless would be able to go there. 
Um, but even even when it is open, the homeless that are just meters away will not go there because it's really not a it's just not a well-run organization there. You know, it's not a caring place. It's not an inviting place. In fact, people that are going there are kind of treated like an inconvenience, and they just don't go. Um, and it's quite sad that it's very rarely open. And even during the summer months, when there's a hot weather warning, it will actually most of the most of the occupants that will go there will pe- be people that live in the public housing estate nearby. You know, trying to save money on air conditioning. So it's just really kind of a failed, just a real failed policy. And do we see this all all around town? Yeah, I think um, you know, and Waitung, uh, he'll definitely know more about how many there are. But I think there's probably roughly about eight to eleven uh, emergency shelters throughout Hong Kong. Um, and I think it's probably the same case uh, in all of them. Right now, who in government is the responsible, accountable department for this? Um, you know, that's a that's a good question. You do have a lot of uh, you have a lot of overlapping departments, and probably nobody wants to take you know responsibility for it. I think it'd be home you know, something in the home affairs uh, department on that, but it could be social welfare. I'm I'm really not sure to be honest. And why too? Do you know? Yes. In very important know that um, in Hong Kong there's a low homeless policy for the homeless people. So you just ask a question: it which uh, department is the responsibility? What is have the responsibility to the homeless people? In fact, we ask for the home affairs department and also ask for the social affairs department which department should have the homeless policy, and they said they have. Low this policy, so they do not take the whole responsibility. But as you know, we mentioned in this uh, cold weather, only when uh, when the temperature is under 13 degrees, um, the government opened the shelter. So tomorrow, maybe the shelter will open, and homeless people will thinking uh, if they go into the shelter to lie, maybe they cannot go into. Tomorrow. Mm. Uh, just sorry, just a quick uh, some transport information uh, that's just come in. Uh, it's rather extraordinary, uh, actually. Uh, I mentioned earlier uh, that uh, the fast lane of the Longchang Road towards uh, Kuantong near Lion Rock Tunnel uh, is uh, was closed to traffic. That's still closed, and there's uh, congestion there. Only the slow lane available to motorists. Uh, well, we've had that uh, updated, uh, saying it's still closed. Um, but there's also a traffic accident on the same road in the other direction, the fast lane of the Longchang Road towards Chunwan, so westbound uh, near Wong Tai Sin uh, Station is uh, closed to traffic. I'm not sure if they are related uh, or whether it's the same uh, incident, Um, but uh, we have the fast lane uh, westbound and the fast lane eastbound uh, at the moment uh, closed to traffic on the uh, Longchang Road and uh, causing a great deal of uh, congestion uh, in that uh, area. Uh, 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 you might you know that uh, Hong Kong has recorded at least eleven deaths over the uh, weekend uh, with the uh, with the cold weather warning, uh, uh, and uh, the causes of the deaths are not confirmed, but they are suspected to be related to the cold temperatures. Is this uh, are these cold? Is this cold weather actually killing people in Hong Kong? Well. Um of course, we are quite disappointed with uh, this situation. Are we thinking um, if the government are willing to open the temporary shelter, they should open uh, 
in a long period. For example, uh, start from last uh, February, we asked the government if for this, you know, now the Hong Kong facing the virus situation, we asked the government to open the shelter every night, but uh, they said they have no such policy. They said only when the temperature is under 13 degrees or it's a too hot temperature or it's a the typhoon signal number eight, they only open at that moment, at that light. So we hope the government can uh, have more shelter and open in a longer, longer period, maybe at least they open for 10 days or uh, can open under this uh, virus, serious virus situation. Do, when they open the shelters, like in cold weather, do people use them? Do people go to them? I think over half homeless people do not go into the shelter. There are some reasons. First is, there's uncertainty. If they go inside the line, if the shelter closes tomorrow, they will close at 8 a.m. tomorrow. So the home affairs department, the staff will uh, wake you up at 7 a.m. So it's too early and uh, it's very cold. And second is, um, you know, some people are very weak and elderly. If they move into the shelter, they will bring their buildings or they will lose their buildings in their homeless, uh, I mean, uh, the homeless place. Then, uh, and first is uh, they face some security problem. Is uh, they came up, they will lose something in the shelter. Uh, you know, they have some mobile phone or wallet they already lost in the shelter. And even they lost their shelter, uh, even they maybe call the police, but it's difficult for them to find back their buildings or their telephone. So they will find some disuncertainty uh, issues not to go inside the shelter. So, Waitung, what assistance does the government uh, give to homeless people? Well, in Hong Kong, um, there's four original teams provided by the government, including Togo. Togo uh, is one of the original teams we go original service to for every week for at least two to three times. But, uh, of course, the government provides shelter, but uh, for the supplemental shelter, uh, there's uh, only, how to say, in 2013, there's only 202 bed space for the supplemental uh, shelter. And, uh, I mean, the supplemental hostel. And uh, from 2013 to 2020, they only uh, increased... Uh, 20 bed space. So its total now is only um, 222 uh, bed space for the homeless people. But uh, if you want to move in the, the uh, hostel provided by the government subvention, uh, there is a way for at least two to three months. So now the shelter is uh, not enough from the government. In fact, Togo already have... Um, have another 24 bed space, but it, uh, now it's uh, fully occupied. So we hope the government can build more shelter for the homeless people.
Jeff Rotmeyer, what about also distributing warm clothes? Uh, can you do that? Is that being done? Yes. Yeah, we have a we have a great community with Impact HK. So we have a really you know strong support team, uh, a community that care about the homeless and are thinking about them. We've received a lot of. Uh, you know, Christmas care packages, sleeping bags, clothing. We're, we're on the streets distributing warmth every night. Um, I'd like to touch a little bit on, you know, why these shelters don't work. It's because you can't, um, you can't cure or solve this homeless issue with housing. Um, and even if the government do provide more shelters, more, you know, temporary shelters, it's just not going to work because the individuals outside, they need a lot more than shelter. And that's what we're trying to do as a charity is to provide them with a real holistic program not with just counseling and mentorship, but also, you know, housing, employment, um, sport, art, community. Um, and that's why it works. Who are these when people, think, Jeff? Can you sorry, just Anna? give us a snapshot? They're, they're mostly people in their 50s and older. Could you just give us a, 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 a kind of idea of who they are? Yeah, the, I mean, the average age uh, that's documented by the government is, you know, I think it was 58 uh, in their last count. But to be honest, it's getting a lot younger. Um, in our we have 170 people in shelter tonight. You know, these are 170 people that we're working with on a day-to-day basis. Um, and, you know, it's a lot. Uh, we're seeing our average age is around 50, uh, upper, maybe late 40s. Uh, but we're seeing kids now. You know, we're seeing families now on the streets. So it's a really alarming uh, situation, and, and it's not looking like it's going to get better soon. Well, Jeff Rotmeyer, thank you very much indeed for, for joining us. And uh, best of luck with the uh, Love 21 Foundation and Impact uh, HK. And th- many thanks to Ng Wai Tung, the community organiser of uh, SOCO, the Society for Community Organisations. Anna, thank you very much indeed. Uh, that's it from uh, us. Uh, and the weather, well, there's a frost warning, there's a red fire danger warning, and there's a cold weather warning. Uh, and the forecast for today is going to be fine and very dry. Uh, cold, maximum temperature only up to about 17 degrees during the day. Light to moderate northeasterly winds and the outlook for temperatures will rise in the next couple of days. And it'll become cold again early next week. At the moment, it's 12 Celsius and the relative humidity is at 51%. Due to the volatile COVID-19 situation, the public should stay at home and avoid going out, in particular elderly persons, as they have higher risk of severe illness. Family and friends should help them with shopping and other daily needs. If elderly persons must go out, they need to wear a mask and wash hands frequently. Pay attention to the latest situation. See your doctor promptly if feeling unwell, even if the symptoms are mild. Let's fight the virus together. 31, the news now with Samantha Butler. Brazilian authorities say the Chinese Coronavac vaccine has a 50% efficacy rate in late-stage trials. While it reaches the minimum target set by the World Health Organization, it's well behind other vaccines produced by Moderna at 94% and Pfizer-BioNTech at 95%. The United States UN Ambassador Kelly Craft has scrapped a planned trip to Taiwan due to start today. A U.S. official said the move was in line with the State Department cancelling trips abroad ahead of Joe Biden's inauguration. Taiwan's government expressed understanding and respect for the cancellation, but also regret. And the U.S. Vice President Mike Pence has told House leaders he doesn't support invoking the 25th Amendment process to remove Donald Trump or but guaranteeing an imminent impeachment vote against the president tonight. I'll have more news at 10 o'clock. It's time right now on Radio 3 to say good morning to Phil Whelan and his guests on The Morning Brew. Hello. Good morning.
Good morning. Morning. Hi. Good morning. And good morning to you too. How are you doing? Excellent. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. Fine, thank you. Thanks for inviting me to your show. Oh, you. Good morning. How are you? Good to see you. On your radio and live online, this is the Morning Brew. Good morning once again and welcome to Wednesday. It's the Morning Brew with me, Phil Whelan. Well, our first question on today's programme is did 2020 mark the beginning of the end for the music business? I mean, big style, people are very, very worried. Well, if so, then the world really does have a lot to worry about and we're about to see thousands of the absolute best ensembles and performers, world-class people, quite literally, serving us coffee and burgers. Combination of Brexit, COVID-19 restrictions... Not just in Europe, it's made the future of this profession hang in the balance. 1010 today, composer and conductor Colin Tutchin, who's just returned from a spell in Europe, is going to tell us what he thinks, how he and his colleagues spent last year just about doing the best they can. Actually, that included recording an awesome virtual track with the Hong Kong Women's Choir, who are brilliant, and I'm going to play it. After 11.30, RTL France's Philippe Davar with us for his weekly taste of things French in Hong Kong, plus, of course, his usual mm, eclectic handful of French hits. After 12, our Wednesday visit to Chris Watts at his Motion Dynamics studio in Central for some active, isolated, thawing out, hopefully. Join Chris on Facebook Live. to you. 